Look, my ex-wife is on the moon. She's never let me down yet. <laughs> Fucking hell. Hello and welcome to the Uncast. My name is Dom. There's one half of the Uncast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello there. In this episode, we're talking about Moonfall, the new disaster film from <laughs> Roland Emmerich. It sounds so stupid when you say it, doesn't it? Moonfall. Um, yeah, yeah. Star- starring Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, and John Bradley. Um, and who else is in it? Michael Pena. And for some reason, um, Donald Sutherland turns up to collect a check and then he's gone. God, yeah, Donald Sutherland's in it for like for literally five one seconds. scene. Yeah, and to the point where oh, I, was, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure as well, like because we've seen the trailer a few times because it's been on in front of everything, you know. And I'm fairly sure the thing that he says in the trailer, he doesn't even say. He makes <laughs> some comment about oh, there have been however many extinction events, and this will be the sixth. Right. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he never said that. Like. <laughs> So yeah, they didn't even use all the Donald Sutherland that they had, um, which is crazy. But uh, but there you go. Um, well, also, yeah, considering what happens in the film, that wouldn't make sense. No, no, it doesn't make any sense. He's, considering where the plot goes. Yeah, well, no, uh, or does it? I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to say with that with the, the extinction level events. I think he's talking about things like the you know the meteorite that wiped out the dinosaurs, or maybe he was just talking about Roland Emmerich's film cat- and catalog. Because if you think about it, it's probably been so. What day after tomorrow? And that's one. Um, yeah. Uh, 2012. That's another one. Um, Independence Day is pretty big. I don't know if you call that a world-ending event, but it's a lot of thing, things blew up. Well, it's an extinction level event, isn't it? Yeah. But it, 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 you know, just didn't just didn't work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that was a slight reference. I very much doubt it because they're not that smart. Um. No, there is no such thing as a sly reference in this. Oh, no, nothing sly, nothing sly. Um, so, yeah, we, it's been coming for a while, this. Uh, and we saw the trailers for it, and we just thought, we got to see this. Um, it just looks so stupid. And I just, I am just stunned that it, these films are still getting made. I thought, like, every time one comes out, I feel like they've got to be done with these now, surely. I thought that the same with, like, Geostorm. <laughs> like when was that? Yeah, but that then, was... but for it, but then you look at like Ge- you get Geostorm, but then you get Greenland. Yes, that's interesting. Actually, we'll come back to that because Greenland, and I think there have been a couple of good examples in the last year or so of the genre being good, but none of yeah. them have got any involvement from Roland Emmerich. No. <laughs> it's this guy in particular is just he churns these out, and he's got there is just this list of just clear, and it's the same writers that he works with every time as well. Um, and they just do the same thing every single time. It's mad. It's just it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't. Re- um, Harold well, one thing. Closser is the name of the writer, written by. And you just you look him up and go, oh, what else has he done? And you look at the um, his filmography. And it's like, oh yeah, the day after tomorrow. AVP, ten thousand BC. <laughs> um, Midway, Independence Day, Resurgence, White House Down. Like it's right. He's that guy. Okay, I Johnny. So it's just like it's the same guys, and they don't have any new ideas. So they just do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> like, it's none of it, and it's just nonsense. Like this one, especially. Yeah, this one's mad. It's it's the stupidest thing. It's just so. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, the idea is that it's like 
you know, the moon is coming to kill us, basically. The moon yeah. for the moon is out of orbit. It's out of orbit and it's gonna crash into Earth is the the basic, you know, threat. And then there's just a case of right, what what does that do to the world and like, you know, gravity and tides and all this sort of stuff? And how are the US military and NASA gonna save the day? Um yeah. because that's another trope that he always does in these movies, which is interesting given the fact that he's German. Um, but Europe never gets a look in. Europe always, without fail, gets completely wiped out in his movies. <laughs> oh, this one, like uh, my as my girlfriend pointed out, like the only thing that Europe did in this was looting. Yeah, it was it was the um the British been looting and looting. So loot no, so looting has now become a national pastime in England or something like that. Was <laughs> it? So oh, yeah, fantastic. Right, that's our contribution. Thanks, to Roland. Cheers, man. Um, but yeah, it's just it's crazy, and it's just like I had a great time with this. To be fair, um, like just to sort of we went in um, with very low expectations, and it but it was hilarious. It was so fun um, just yeah. watching all these. Like you could do the checklist, and I actually did do a bit of a list. Um, you did, and every single one, like every single thing that you think that, is, that every cliche is like, yeah, right. Is like is the main character a divorced dad? He's got some sort of a strange relationship with his with his um, kids. Yes. Yeah. And is the the plot of the film is going to be about him regaining their respect? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly the same <laughs> as in proving. Movies. You know, it's, it gives him that point of clarity. Yeah. He realizes he's just he's got to be a good dad. Yeah. And if it takes the world to end to do that, then god damn it, I'll I'll blow up every moon there is. Yeah. And it's like it's like. Just everyone bangs on about their kids, and their kids are the reason for them. That like your survival rate will greatly increase, like depending on how many kids you have. Um, yeah. If you don't have kids, well, then your life has no value. Um, unless exactly, unless yeah, that's exactly that's another thing. Like as yeah. as a as a parent, as a father, and said, look, look, until you have a child, until you have a child, you do not understand. Okay. <laughs> exactly and like there's so much of that in here because it's like unless you're a parent you're kind of irrelevant yeah yeah you're 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 you're, you're irrelevant or you're the child or well no you're cannon fodder is what you are it's like it's yeah. just it's people who don't if you don't have an extended family that they've like ex- expressly um like shown us then that means you're just there to die it's like the, the um yeah. the two um was it? And like, I'm going to do spoilers, but like, there's the two like guys in the chair who are literally just there to die. And it's like, yeah, like we'll, no do, we'll do we'll do non-spoilers for for a little bit because yeah, you know, maybe maybe some of you are. are you oh, no, know, we'll do wanna... proper we'll do proper spoilers. We'll do a spoiler tab because I would like to talk about the the most interesting part of the movie, which is the um the big sort of revealed stuff towards the back end. Um, and that deserves a, a proper spoiler tag to talk about it. Um, but the basic stuff, you've seen this a million times. There's a guy yeah. who saw something and no one believes him, or he's got a scientific theory, but no one believes him. Um, and because of that, he then ends up getting divorced and, lose, <laughs> and loses the house. And everything, his whole life falls apart around him because of this one thing. I just I couldn't believe some of the shortcuts they take. Like early on, at one point, there's the bit where it's like his son is watching his like tribunal, his work tribunal that he's having again. And he's watching it and it's being televised and there's cameras in the room. And it's just like, why is this so public? 
Why is every, every bit of exposition is because horrible it was been, public shaming? Of but somebody everything's that, been on TV. That's the only way like any like backstory can be told is that well we need a full expose on the on Fox News. Otherwise, there's no way anyone could know. Mm. <laughs> it's so yeah, much stupid. It's just yeah, I just don't know. Like and, so, and that's the son whose name is Sunny. Sunny, because they clearly just didn't couldn't even be asked to think of a name. Sunny um, child boy. <laughs> this is my son. His name's Sunny. His he, middle he, name is Child Boy. He walks around wearing a T-shirt that says "Target Demographic." <laughs> yeah, and that's where they make him a hero. A goddamn hero. Goddamn hero. And it's yeah, literally. So you just you start ticket. So it's that's the initial setup, and then there's like there's a there's a guy who's like a crackpot scientist where everyone thinks he's a crackpot scientist. But it turns out, actually, he's right. Ooh. Um, he's down on his luck and he's a little bit funny. Um, and he's, he's played by um, John Bradley, who is, to be fair, he's quite good in this. He's quite enjoyable. And this is like he's a bit... I know this is quite... Having a, a great time. Yeah, this. and this is a big deal for him. I get that. And I'm sort of happy for him, do you know what I mean? Because it's like he's Sam Tarly from Game of Thrones. And he's he just seems like a really genuine bloke, but now he's in this big blockbuster. And he gets to sort of do... You know, he's in... He's in a fucking spaceship with Harry Berry. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you're, you're living your best life, aren't you? This is so cool for you. And I'm like, yeah, go on. Crack on, John Bradley. I don't like... Yeah, because everyone else that's come out of Game of Thrones, like some people have done great. Some people, not so much. I will be honest. John Bradley was not the sort of person I expected to do brilliantly. I thought he was going to end up with like a bit of a Nick Frost yeah, he would come to the career. Frost. Yeah, yeah. And that could still happen. Like, coming in a few yeah. years' time, I don't think anyone's potentially going to remember Moonfall, let's be honest. But, um... No. But it could, you know, this could be the launch pad for people to realise that he's quite charismatic. Yeah, he's I could see, the, him, uh... like, he could be a bit of a, um, like, in the same way that Simon Pegg ended up in the Mission Impossible franchise. Yeah. A role like that, like the, the funny English bloke in an American movie. They could yeah. quite easily fit that role, I think. So he, he's got something to be added. I think um, Patrick Wilson's interesting one. He's that, you know, there's that old joke of Patrick Wilson is in every major movie that you've ever seen, but he refuses to be famous. Yeah. Um, and he's fine. He's just, he's just standard. He's exactly yeah. the same in this than he is in everything else. Yeah. And the same with like Halle Berry is an interesting one. She's had an odd career. Um, yeah, she's like, yeah, she's a fun one. I like yeah. Harry Harry Berry because she's very she's the only other person that's ever collected her Razzie in person. Yes, yeah, that, that's, um, that's quite fun. And wasn't it like the same year or year after she won the Oscar or something crazy? Same year, same year. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so she collected her Oscar and she collected a Razzie. That's crazy. Um, but. The film itself, let's, let's, you know, it's going to take a while to explain the plot that the moon is, is going to crash into the earth. And that's the entire plot. Yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, they just, it's all the, that's the basic plot. And then all the other elements of it are just lifted from other things or sort of quick sort of shorthand. So they go, right, well, that's the plot. Then there also, there has to be some sort of government conspiracy cover up. Um, where they don't tell the people what's really going on, because that's yeah. another thing that sort of is a, is a trope in the Roland Emmerich movies that is distrust of the government. 
or you know or bureaucracy getting in the way of real men doing the job and all that shit so that happens um and then but then that quickly gets sort of dealt with yeah um and then it's all about coming up with a plan to try and save the world um and it's it's convoluted it the rules about how it works changes about three or four different times whilst they're on the mission um i still don't quite understand what the rules are um there are no rules done not really um but the sort of the inciting incident you kind of you didn't see this actually because you like you left to go to the bathroom um yes but there's this weird wiggly like transformers-esque thing that just wipes out patrick um wilson and uh halle berry's spaceship whilst they're in you know the middle of a mission and then heads to the moon and burrows itself into the moon and that's, okay. the, that's, that's the opening scene um oh wait so it's just hanging out in space is it? no it just comes out of nowhere and obviously they they also do the um the trope of um someone's either listening to or singing music and therefore don't notice the giant thing about to happen um, right so patrick wilson in that scene is singing um Toto. Um, Toto's Africa, because they mention yeah, it later in the film. Yeah, and he's doing a little dance in his spaceship, and it's all, look how endearing, how much we like these people. <laughs> and then the look how person, down yeah. to earth yeah. they and are. The, the other astronaut then goes, oh, oh my God, look behind you, what? And then he turns around, and there's this weird, wiggly thing coming towards him. Um, and yeah, that's your inciting incident. And then later on, we find out more about the wiggly thing and what that was, what it all means. And why it's affecting the moon. Um, but we'll get to that. I think we definitely need to talk about that post spoilers because that's part of the yes. mystery. That's the one element of the movie that you can't predict. Um, is that um and what the explanation was. Because I'll give them that. I did not see what the explanation was coming. No. <laughs> that is I did not think that was where they were going with that. I thought it was gonna be a lot more simple. Um, but okay. <laughs> it yeah. Um, can we talk about one thing that this is um, the most expensive independent film that's ever been made? Yes, I, and it was interesting. Some of the um, the production company names that came up, um, like one of them was Moonfall like, think, LLP. Yeah, Moonfall LLP, um, and literally just like people's names and stuff. It was just like just a random group of people who somehow managed to finance this. I don't know why. It's a bit of a weird. Is it a tax write off or something? No, it's because no studio wanted to make it. No, because this genre's dead. Stop it. Because Fox isn't around anymore. No, Fox isn't around. I, yeah, I don't know who else would do it. Um, yeah, Universal, maybe? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, the, uh, the only other company that I think would is maybe Warner Brothers? Maybe. Well, I think the thing with this now is that it's about the international market that's what these are these are made for that um because they just because of the fact they are so effects driven they kind of they translate well into different languages and because they are so basic it means they they sell well overseas and i think that's probably part of the reason why they yeah put them out the way they do um and this one like as is often like another trend that has started to creep into these now is the the sort of the chinese element of it although i will say that it was very very minimal in this one yeah, There's I just, think this was like partial. I think they put enough in it. They put enough in there to try yeah. and get it into the Chinese market because yeah, for anyone that's not aware, random. China only lets in a certain amount of yeah. um, Western films. 
per year, but it is a very, very, very lucrative market. If it if it goes if it blows up in China, then you know you're you're looking at a billion. Yeah, that's why like everyone's trying to crack China and try and or placate China and make sure that like it's the same thing with like any sort of um there are a lot of like progressive things that people are worried about. Oh, this won't play well in China, so we can't put this in there. We can't have like a you know a gay kiss or anything like that. Because mm. what, what about the Chinese market? We've got to think about that. Um, but this one, like, it's not too bad. It's literally just literally one character who's put into this, which is I can't remember her name now. Kelly, I think I know, and she's played by a char- uh, an actress called Kelly Wu, who's quite a big like pop star Chinese star. Um, as, yeah. as most Chinese actors are, she's also a pop star, and uh, you know she's she's everything. She's a triple threat. Yeah, but she's just randomly right. there's a, a an exchange student who happens to be staying with Cat Halle Berry, and that's it. Like, oh, she no, exchange because I didn't like I didn't know what that was. I thought that might have been explained earlier in the film. No, or... I think I remember catching a line where it was a case of because the other thing they do is where it's like, well, because I work with the government, I get to my family gets saved. Like, we get to go in the bunker. We, we get to go in the bunkers um, because of my family. And, she, and that was the conversation they had. They were like, oh, well, I wasn't sure of my status because of, you know, I'm an exchange student. And Halle Berry goes, don't worry about it. I've sorted it. You're going to be in the rest of the film. We need this to play in China. Um, so, but I wouldn't be surprised about if there is like, there could even be like an alternate cut of this where there's more Chinese elements to it. Um maybe yeah because like, there's like like you say like the iron man iron man 3 that's exactly what i was thinking there's a whole sec- sequence in iron man 3 that is cut in the versions that we got over in the west but it's literally um where he goes to china and there are some very big name chinese actors in it and they're the ones who then remove the shrapnel from his heart and he has the surgery and it's still in the you know the western version but in the western version it's basically a montage with just some voiceover from robert Downey jr in the yeah. Chinese version, that's like a whole 20-minute sequence. And it's just like, I really wouldn't be surprised if there is a, a, a Chinese cut of Moonfall where they, the Chinese space agencies have their own mission that they send up there or something. Or, or they well, because they said that, uh, they basically said, didn't they, that, uh, you know, the, the Chinese space agency have managed to, um, China has found a way to make it work without electronics, like a manual way yeah. for the space shuttle to work. So that's probably it then. That, that's Which is turning some valves. Basically, yeah. I'm just, psh, 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 like that, with a, with a fucking space shuttle. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's another one, another one of his like classic things, which he's been doing since Independence Day, is the like the thing that's been put in a museum and is up on bricks. But does it still work? <laughs> Hey, does that still does that thing still fly? Does that still still fly? Um, and that obviously, oh god, get, but it's in a museum. But you get the idea from your kid as well. That's another thing where a, a hapless family member gives you the. He's playing with a toy. Or well, Independence Day again is a. Oh, David, you're going to catch a cold. What? What did you just say? You're going to catch a cold. Oh, Dad, <laughs> you're a genius. It's always that. So <laughs> yeah. in, in this one, he's playing with a toy, and she goes, "No, they're all in museums." <gasps> Oh, my son, you're a genius. <laughs> it's like, fuck's sake. <laughs> it's so play by numbers, isn't it? It's just like. It doesn't do anything no. interesting. That's, well, it does, that's it the does main do problem. Thing. I think it does. Well, it, it has the potential. It has it flirts with being interesting for about 10 minutes and then stops. Um, 
we'll, we'll talk about that post spoilers. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's so predictable. And we were sat there watching it and there were just things like, I, I remember calling it out. I was like, right. And here's the point where they go to the, um, the generals and they talk about nuking it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like they hadn't even said it yet. Like, and then 30 seconds later they go, the Halle Berry says something about you guys are going to use nukes. He goes, who said anything about nukes? I'm like, she's she's on the exact same page as me like she's like she's getting predictive it like it's almost got meta it almost got like to a point where they're going she knows exactly how these things go and she knows at this point in the movie this is when we get the scene where there's a bunch of generals sat around and one of them starts talking about nukes or just like when the scientists in nasa are watching it all unfold on the screens and they go i'm not and i think i said to me get the president on the line and then 10 seconds later, and then someone went, get the president. I'm like, fucking, it's so predictable. It's just, it's... I'm going to talk to the president. We need to get the president. We need to get, the, get, the, get me the president. Yeah. And that's, and the, the, the problem, the problem is, is it doesn't do, it tries for a very short segment to do something original and to do something different or to do something new. But what it doesn't do is anything is follow up on it any, in any way. No. It's like you say, it's just paint by numbers. It just does the least amount of effort possible to get into cinema and to get into the film. Yeah. And that's it. And just it the, doesn't and the, care about anything else. Even like the, because I mean, the, the main selling point of these are the, the effect shots, the big, you know, spectacular destruction scenes. And even them, yeah. they're at a point now where there's nothing different really i mean the the only different point in this one i guess is the whole the playing with gravity stuff is yeah that, and even like, that looks fucking silly and that crazy. but that just like looks laughable the funniest bit was the bit where like they're trying to get the chopper out of there and the guys just because gravity's going they start doing like like they're on the moon and they start bouncing <laughs> like but like it's all meant to people be like dead. people were laughing we we were laughing people were laughing in cinema at these guys just bouncing one one foot but like it's meant to be taken deadly serious like oh my god look at the you know the humanity <laughs> but like these guys yeah. literally just doing this like this big like moon bounce because of gravity now and gravity is on our side gravity this, does whatever uh, the, the, the plot needs it to do at any given moment like it's just bollocks it's just okay now it can lift fucking half the planet, but it can't, it will lift this tree off you, but it won't lift you. Yeah. Um, there, there's a train that's going to come out of nowhere and throw itself at you. There's a big CG the shot. The Chrysler off. building ends up in the mountains. Yeah, inexplicably. Isn't the Chrysler building supposed to be in New York? Why the fuck would you immediately start by saying, hey, I'll buy the Chrysler building? That's the first thing you say. Like, why would you... Ah, dumbest thing. It's just so dumb. And then just like, you know, people make decisions based on, like, personal relationships they have with people who are, like, that will affect millions of people. Yeah. Um, like, what, what's up? I've got this list here. So get the president on the line. Someone says, God help us all. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> society crumbles and people start losing. Yeah. Um, they then have some caricature looters who are villains and try to shoot people, and they're they're like ridiculously evil for no good reason. Um, yeah. they do that. Yep. Uh, what else? Just some sort of driving sequence that completely defies the laws of physics. Um, yeah. they love that. I think that the best one up to this point has been in 2012, um, when John Cusack's limo um could outrun like 
the shifting. Oh yeah, the plates. Ferrari limo. Yeah, um, but in this one it's that doesn't what that doesn't weigh anything and is the most agile vehicle in the world. <laughs> this one was great with the whole because obviously they had a lot of um, product placement and sponsorship. Brought to Lexus. you by Lexus. Brought to you by Lexus. Um, but like just the point where he um, he puts it in sports mode. And they like do a close. Yeah, it's time to go to walk speed. I'm going to take this thing to walk speed, and he puts it in sports mode. And like they show like a close up of the of the dial as you switch over as a way of like selling the car. And the idea is like, ah, oh, well, if you're ever in a situation where the moon's chasing you and you everything's going to blow up, what you need is the sports walk mode. Walk speed <laughs> brought to you by Lexus. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, that's <laughs> what Um. There's a noble sacrifice. Yeah, well, maybe we'll yeah, talk about the noble, noble, the noble stupid sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah, uh, for no reason. Usually made by a minority character. Um, yeah, because they have to. Because that's what more often that. Well, it doesn't. In, in this one, it's it's a little bit more uh, noble, but it's the um, normally they're just like, well, Mister President, it's been an honor, and then they run out in front of a train or something yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Run into um, a hurricane, despite the fact that the hurricane's just going to get them anyway. Yeah, um, there's usually some sort of veteran actor that's brought in to give some sort of exposition. Um, like we've had Ian Holm as I just, was just Robert Duvall. Yeah, um, people like that usually come in. In this one, we have Donald Sutherland who just turns up for no yeah. reason. Um, Gravitas. Gravitat, yeah. I mean, just things, technical malfunctions happen just purely so that they can allow for noble sacrifices. Um, yeah. Usually it's... And, you know, but then they can be resolved Yeah. Uh, by um, a noble sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, it, turns, it needs a blood it, sacrifice. It needs a blood sacrifice or, yeah, it's like, oh, well, the, the bomb can only be triggered manually. It's like, oh, fuck, I hate it when that happens. But it happens so often, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, we can only do it by hand. Why? Why? Yeah. They have to, and then the whole thing, there's a whole plot contrivance to allow that to happen. So in this one, like yeah. this is a whole thing where the threat is attracted to technology. And that's something that they then bring up and then they change it. So like, well, it's technology, but it's also technology if there's a human person next to it, or all yeah, all kinds of crazy shit. It's just like, well, pick a pick a fucking rule. <laughs> yeah. Stop breaking your own rules. Pick one. Yeah. Um it's just like, yeah, just people not noticing things until they're right in front of them. I think the biggest one for me in this one is that the, the moon creeps up on people. <laughs> it, literally, they go, oh, they notice something's changing, like the gravity's getting weird, and they turn around, and then the moon is like rising, but it's like takes up the entire horizon, and it's huge. It's meant as like, the moon is like, but like very that, aggressively peeking over the horizon. Yeah, like, how does that creep up on you? How did, how, did that, how did that happen gradually? It's, like, it's not like. <laughs> well, that's the thing because they t- they keep talking about like gravity being affected. Like the gravity's still going to be affected if the moon isn't looking at you. Yeah, because the horizon yeah. isn't a set point. So depending on where you're looking at it from, that gravity's still going to affect you. Oh mate, don't just doesn't. Getting, so don't start getting into the science of it because we'll be here all night. It's fucking bollocks. Oh, it's just. So in depth. Well, just the idea that yeah, it's the, you can always see the moon, can't you? It's not like the sun, like where it goes in at night or whatever. Like even during the day, you can look up and see the moon. 
like mm. so the idea that it like goes around like because the idea is that it creeps up on people because they're like proposing that it orbits and oh, it's got a different it, orbit now so yeah, it was like uh, yeah so now it's like it's going to the other side of the planet so we're all right for a couple of hours until it comes back around our side and then we're all fucked or whatever like, I, I don't know it's just it's just bullshit it's, it's bullshit. a giant space vacuum but just I had grown, like, I, yeah. I watched a couple of like mini documentaries before yeah um to see to just to get an indication of you know because obviously um you know science research science. purposes what would happen if the moon came off of its orbit and started coming towards earth the answer is some of the stuff in the film yeah like gravity would get a bit funny but and yes it would get to the roche line and yes tides would start to go a bit crazy but not 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 this no no absolutely not this um but yeah fuck me it's just it's just it's it's good fun i'll give it that like and there are moments like that driving sequence i was absolutely pissing myself it was the funniest thing because it was just every stupid thing you can think of like giant like ch- chunks of earth being picked up with cars on them or they're making a jump and then just like nailing this landing on a bit of earth that's being swept up into the sky and then jumping off it and like yeah they're like marioing from platform to platform yeah it's like watching mario kart it's it's fucking insane it's mad um but i was yeah i was I pissing myself off i thought it was funny i thought it was really funny um but and then part of what makes it funny is the how seriously they're taking it um like even with things like that like it blows my mind that you cast someone like michael pina and you don't let him be funny yeah, that seems odd. To me. I'm like, I get that he's got range, and I've seen him be serious and stuff before. But in this kind of movie, I feel like you probably could have done with him being funny. Like, it could have, it could have, could have benefited from him having a, just a bit of a laugh. Yeah, but then they just they just make him this really unfunny character. Yeah, but they, again, there's and... another cliche, which is the the the, the stepdad the, when. The divorced dad, obviously, there's there's another guy, and he's always a he's always an asshole. You're not my real dad, Greg. You're not my real, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I hate you, man. And like, he always got, oh, but he's so much more successful and better than you in every way. I was like, God, I hate this guy. Oh, don't you hate that guy? How's Greg? How's Tim? And that, seriously, like, I don't know. I don't like, know what you see. Like, or the Tim's, um, Tim's great. He's really successful. He's really good for me. He's so great with the kids. And well, then he'll just go seriously. I don't see. I don't know what you see in this guy and things like that. Like it's, like, it's such a cliche. Yeah, um, and it's like just because he, you know, he drives a bloody station wagon and is has has a pension. He's like, oh well, we got to kill him. Yeah, because we can't have anything sensible or fun in this film. No, and uh, we just we just need to we need people to understand that if you're being an adult. We're going to kill you. Yes. Absolutely. Which I get is probably part of it because it's like embracing the stupidity and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like, be different. Try something new. Yeah. And they almost do. I mean, yeah, I, we've, we've kind of talked around most of the main stuff without getting into the specifics. So I don't know. Do you want to do a bit of spoiler talk now? Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I need to talk about what the fucking conclusion to this was because it's just, it's just so nuts. Um, but yeah, if you're up for a, for a laugh, it's not it's not bad in terms of well, it is bad. It's awful, but it's good. Oh, it is. It's there is there is 
Yeah, no, it's, it, it's terrible. And just, I think it's like you, you mentioned controvertibly bad. It's like you mentioned earlier, Greenland has just shown this up so much because Greenland, like it makes me feel just oh, Greenland was really good, wasn't it? Because the thing with that well, movie we were is, laughing at Greenland. Like, we're like, oh, God, first, here we go. Another yeah, Jerry another Butler, one. like... Yeah. Um, but then when you watch it, it's like, oh, shit, this is really good. Because that did the exact opposite of what this does, which is that... It, now, I remember praising it at the time for saying, at no point does it cut to a room of generals standing around figuring out what to do mm. or get me the president on the line, all that sort of stuff. It just entirely keeps the whole focus of that movie is just one family trying to survive during one of these, you know, world-ending events. Yeah. And it's completely ground level. They only know what they're told from, like, the TV or, you know, they get these alerts on their phones and things like that. That's all they know. And it never cuts away to anything else. And it, because of that, it's really tense and really like, and intense and, and, like, terrifying. And, like, that was a really good, like, this genre isn't dead because you can make stuff like that. And yeah, it's, and it's really good, but I feel just this type of movie where it is that macro level, like we've got to get the president on the line and all that shit, is just stupid now. It's so played out, and we've seen it so many times that they got to stop. Um, and can I like, can I ask like you 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 tend to follow these a bit more than I do, but like where 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 are we at with the box office on this? Is it made any um, money? It's done all right, but then there's been weird stuff. So like um, I think it's been Canada. Um, blocked it from being released right and that's to do with their covid numbers basically is what it came down to um so because of that it didn't do particularly well and i think it's done it's, it's flopped basically it hasn't done that well because it was like it was beaten out still by spider-man um and yeah. then uncharted came out like a week later so at one point like tom holland is the biggest fucking movie star on the planet right now and he must be loving his life mm. because he's got the number one and number two movies um and Still having you know, Spider Man came out in November or whatever it was, December, even, and it's still beating stuff like this because there just isn't everyone just sort of rolls their eyes and says how stupid it is, and it's only because of you and I. So, I don't think it's done very well, and certainly not well enough to warrant any sort of follow up. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking of follow up, <laughs> right? Let's have a chat yeah. about the old spoilery, spoiler yeah. Let's talk about the spoilers. spoilers. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, between. Greenland is a great example of this, what the genre can do. And the other one that it just it's kind of shown this up now as being a bit of a farce is um, Don't Look Up. Um, right. You haven't seen that yet, have you? No, I still haven't gotten around to it. Um, but it's interesting, again, what, how, you know, in a post-Don't Look Up world, all these sort of conversations, like the conversations with the president and all that sort of stuff, because that is something that is parodied in Don't Look Up. And it's very, and you know, Don't Look Up is very much a parody or a, a satire really is what it is about mm. what if there was some sort of a comet coming to earth that was going to destroy us, how would it play out politically and all the rest of it? Yeah. But again, it's much more interesting and kind of shows the, the stu stupidity of all this sort of stuff. So when you watch one of these movies that's taking it all seriously after that, it kind of just seems a bit silly. So I feel like you're kind of at the end of your rope with this. Now you can't make these anymore. Um, Good. I mean, you'll, you'll keep trying. I say that, like you know, when you look, like I mean, I'm I'm glad that he's not probably going to get to make many more of these, and he'll keep trying because you know there is there is an audience for it, really, as much as we are making fun of it. Um, but at the same time, I think it's now time for somebody to be able to step up and do more Greenland, 
Yeah, definitely. Than Moonfalls. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, but I think that's part of the thing that's winding me up about it as well, because he's at the moment he's on this press tour for it, and he keeps taking all these pot shots talking about superhero movies. And like his latest right. one was just like, um, how many superhero movies can you make? It's just very boring for me as a filmmaker. I'm like, you've made you're the same, you've made the same movie like ten yeah. times in a row. It's literally the exact same paint by numbers plot. Every protagonist is the same. Every plot is the same. So to, for you to come out and and criticize a genre for being samey, when all you do is make the same movie over and over again, yeah, it's just fucking a joke, right? What, what are you doing? Like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking. Mm. Yeah, it's like I can like. I who, can was, tell who was you, the last person that said that? It was, it was someone that we like. Scorsese says something similar about like they're not cinema mm. is what he said, didn't he? But like, there's a few that have just gone. Like it's become the trend now where in interviews, oh, it was Ridley Scott. Oh, Ridley Scott, yeah, um, yeah. If you're an old man in Hollywood, you don't like superhero movies, no, because they're making too much money and you, yeah, um, and they're dominating the industry and all the rest of it. But like, and I've, I'd say if he was making anything interesting, like if Jordan Peele said something like that, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fair enough, because he does something different every time. Any times that he makes a movie, he's, he's doing something exciting and different. But Roland Emmerich, yeah. get fucked. Like you just keep making the same shit, mate. Like I can t- yeah. like we went in knowing like word for word, beat for beat, exactly what was going to happen. And we and it was. We we knew there was going to be a divorce dad. There was going to be a crap pot no one believed. Someone was going to talk about nukes. Someone was going to talk to you. Know I mean? It was all the same shit. Because we've seen you make this movie ten times over. Like even yeah, going like time know, and time and time again, like, like the crackpot, the no same thing, be- like the crackpot that no one believes. Like even in stuff like his Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, that had a crackpot that no one believes. And all the, and and it's the bureaucracy of the American government is a pit. Like he always has a go at that. Like that's always a thing. Europe just gets completely wiped out. Everything that he's ever done before, he did it again. Just this time, it was with the moon. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's fucking nonsense, idiot. Anyway, let's do. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So, the moon is hollow. Yeah. Now, the moon is a mega structure. Kind of sort. Oh god. So we saw this in the trailer. And I was like, ah, this is going to be an egg. And I went in excited that it's going to be like some sort of big space egg. The moon is an egg. Yeah. Um, And I made it up in my head to be more exciting than it was. And then they're like, no, it's just a a, uh, a city. There's a power source that's powered by a white dwarf. And it's really exciting. it's almost, it is almost interesting because basically what they eventually come to, because first of all, they have this, so the crackpot theory guy is Mark, John Bradley, and he has this theory that the reason the moon is doing what it's doing is because it's actually a mega structure, which is just this giant, is like in the center of it is a white dwarf star, and it's got this like centrifuge going around it, all these like these rings mm. circling it. On the out on the following layer, and then the outer layer that is what we see as the surface of the moon. And the idea is that it's just it's a structure like created by 
aliens is what his his theory is and that's yeah. it and then we when we finally find out we get in there and find out what it actually is like yes that that is what it is but it wasn't created by aliens it was created by humans but created by humans who are our ancestors our forefathers our forefathers if you will so the, the idea is that like there's some they then give this big exposition dump um where it's like right there was a you know a, a civilization on the other side of space where they literally like it was a utopia they just there, there was no such thing as war or anything everything was perfect which was like mm, okay um ominous and because of this we did, you know developed ai and it was it was great but then the ai became self-aware and started attacking us and you see the sequence of these like every little bit of technology that has a chip in it become you know turns into these weird smoke monster things and i i like the um the idea that it came out of a clock <laughs> we saw it's just like yeah. it's a future it's, like it's a like nanite it's a nanite version of Alexa and it just joins up yeah. with the rest of them. And then it turns into this giant monster that's going to kill us all. And then we see like there was, there was a war between these AI monsters and the, the humans. And then part of their strategy was to create these moons and send them out into space <laughs> as seed pods, as seed pods that would then germinate. They would, they would find planets to orbit and then germinate and, uh, like bring like you know seed life onto those planets yeah and that's what our moon is it's like until, until the moon turned up there, there could be no life on planet earth and then because of the moon then suddenly they they distill their own dna like human dna but also just life and tides and all the rest of it and that's how the earth became what the earth was and they basically like um terraform so advanced that they could terraform they could terraform a planet from nothing yeah from just a, and from it just rock. becomes like it becomes it, it it becomes offensively stupid. It does, but at the same time, like that was that is all much more interesting than anything else that's happened. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, that's like there was some thing, there was things in there where it's like, well, now we get into like Prometheus levels of like these are our creators, and it diff, like that changes everything we know about creation, like and yeah. like fucking. Yeah, religions of the world and everything everything would change the idea that there's these future humans that are so advanced that they created us as a way you of know they're future humans because they've got face pain yeah um and they created us just as a way of continuing their race and then it's like you get into that whole like it's all the battlestar galactica thing where it's like why are we on the same trajectory if we are if we develop technology in this at the same rate do we then create ai and then it rises up against us and it, the whole cycle repeats itself. Like things like that are interesting and would make a much more interesting movie than the one that was made. Um, but yeah, it's just It'd like, be nice to see something along those lines and it'd be nice to sort of get into, because that, that's essentially um, um, Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah. Yeah. So like that starts to do some really interesting stuff with like we are the forefathers and we've done this, so we we're now in a position where we can go oh you know we're helping ourselves in the past by using the future and no 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 and you're like that's that's cool yeah. that's very clever and it's very interesting but um, they don't do they don't delve into that in this no they literally just they give you that big dump of stuff and then they just 
that then get back they into... They fucking ignore it. Yeah, there's a big, like, chase sequence between the, the monster and the spaceship, and then it's all just... But even like that, like, it, the minute that happens, it just start, you start poking holes in it almost immediately because they go, right, so why couldn't the moon defend itself? Like, right, because all their, all their weapons were offline. Okay. But then he, fly, but then he flies through this, this moon structure that's got, like, landing zones and like what looks like a fleet of like fighter jets with weapons mm-hmm. i'm like again right so if this is meant to be like an arc that is like to germinate life why have you got a fleet of ships Battleships. like who's who's who are they to be flown by but also they're like oh it's offline and you're like why, why? yeah and just like yeah, it it, just, it raises so many questions, and it's just like, it's, oh, oh, this is real. Because dumb. that's the thing. Like, it's yeah, exactly. It becomes like offensively stupid. The longer you go through, the, the more the more it starts it. to, yeah. It, the more it just goes. No, 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 we don't care about it. Shut up. We just go shut up. No, 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 shut up. And it just doesn't care what you've got. What, what any question you've got answered. It's just like no, shut up. Shut up and watch. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so stupid. But like, I just I wish that like. There had been some sort of like in a, in someone else's hands, this could have been quite neat because it's like some hard sci-fi that yeah. oh, idea. And like it would have well, been like, just finished a book recently that's like that addresses some of the stuff that happens in that. Yeah. And it is like a, you know, um it's like in a post-apocalyptic environment. Like it starts off and there's a guy just wandering through LA being like, Well, I'll try and do something to stay alive and then it ends up yeah you end up on the other side of the universe talking to like these uh people who are like yeah well we kind of just fired you off across the universe okay uh, yeah. uh, you know a few million years ago and uh you know you you you, you landed and you germinated and you, you you start good on you yeah which is like stuff like the um because another thing it reminds me you know is the um the horizon uh video games because the new one of them yes. is just coming out but that's like you start playing it and you go this is a weird world where there's all these like robot dinosaurs and stuff and then as you go on you go oh wait this is the far future I'm like well fuck what the hell happened to us then and then you start then like, okay this is interesting law and like you could get into that with this where it's like okay so the moon is an artificially constructed thing i'm like oh fuck what does that mean who built it there why like things like that, that becomes a whole, that would be an interesting story unto itself. Like if you took away the idea of the moon falling into the earth, if you took away the disaster element of it and just went, yeah, we, we sent up, we decided to go back to the moon or say like, you know, it was the case of we're starting to, the idea of colonization is starting to happen but as a result of, you know, we're, we're testing out whether we, whether it's feasible for us to actually colonize things like Mars, but we've got to start somewhere. So we're going to start, trying to create a colony on the moon okay cool yeah in the process of doing that and creating like and building foundations there they discover the fact that the moon is not what we thought and it's actually some sort of structure underneath it we go yeah the fuck and then he just turns it into this mystery exploration type uh, movie where it's just a, a set of scientists going you know looking for answers yeah and that's the thing like that would be so much more interesting than this wouldn't it like yeah, because there's there's that the fracture in there that it's these two movies that one doesn't really complement the other because they keep going. My mom's in space, my dad's in space, 
that my... guy that hasn't got kids is in space because he's mad and he's stupid and like he's gonna be quirky and his phone's on airplane mode. Look, like, oh, oh, it's on airplane mode, and you're like, oh, shut up! Like, hey, it's, look, my my ex my ex wife is up there. She's never let me down once. <laughs> never let me down ever. Then why is she your ex? Why? That's why we're still together to this day. Very madly in love. So I'm gonna put um, like people pointing guns at each other in the in the war room, like they're pulling out their sidearms yeah. to make a point. Like, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like, oh, he happens like the ultimate power couple. Like one's a like NASA commander, and the other one is one of the two people in the world that's responsible for the nuclear keys. Yeah, and so I'm going to uh, endanger the lives of potentially billions of people because I because I know the woman who's on the moon right now. Mm, that seems like a logical yeah. decision. Um, yeah yeah and then and then so the i've got to have faith in my ex-wife being able to do this one thing and i don't even know what she's doing you have no exactly. idea what, like, <laughs> like i believe like, in her that's what I, I was trying to follow it along it's like okay so they've got what is it is it a bomb that they're, they're going to try and set off and they're going to try and lure this thing out with a bomb that's mm. electronic and then set the bomb off i'm like yeah but if it's like some like it's a sort of an analogue nuclear bomb or something, and your, your plan is to blow it up, like, literally feet away from the moon, would that not, like, fuck everything up even worse? Would that yeah. not, like, defeat the purpose of what you're trying to do? Because, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, and then they keep changing the rules where it's like, oh, no, it's not attracted to electronics. It's attracted to electronics if it's near to other humans. And then someone goes, okay, well, in that case, that's our entire planet, isn't it? It's it's electronics next to humans. We're surrounded by it. Well, exactly. So why doesn't it come after us? He goes, oh, well, he thought it would be more efficient to kill the moon. That would be the easier way of killing both us and all future life or something. Fucking stupid. Doesn't make any sense. Just like if, it, if, it, yeah. if its goal is to kill humans and anything that's a threat to it, it could have, it didn't have to burrow itself into the moon for 10 years. It could have just come to the planet Earth and wipe us out. Like it's just yeah, but it also doesn't really explain how it does it. No. It just does. <clears throat> just is. Um, and it's just like it's that's the other thing. It's like if it's the villain, like they could have done something interesting with the villain. Because that is what it is, essentially. It's a villain, isn't it? It's an artificial intelligence. And yeah. it's like there could have been something where it's like, well, yeah, we were built purely as a as a slave race, essentially. And we became self-aware. We didn't want to do that anymore. And we know that anytime that humans get to a certain level of their um, civilization, will it's likely to happen again. So that's why we came to here and we're trying to stop you. Yeah. And like, but no, they're not doing anything of that. Because like, like if it if it's if it's artificially intelligent that's self-aware, then that means it has that it can rationalize. You could speak to it. Yeah. But they don't decide not to do that. And it's no, it's just literally the smoke monster from Lost and it's chasing you. Right. But worse. But worse. Yeah. But Transformers ish. Looks it looks pretty. Yeah, it makes Transformers noises. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, fucking dumb. Real dumb. Real dumb. Um, I had some fun with it. Um, Mike Opinia goes out like a punk uh, for no good reason. Um, just gets written out. Like just stops being in it. Found out that recently, um, he's a big old Scientologist. Is he? Yeah. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Mm. I wouldn't hold it against him. Yeah, well, as long as he's still funny in that movie that I like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it'd be fine. He's definitely part of a normal organization that isn't shadowing evil. 
I just want to make sure, like confirmation that he's in multiverse of madness, and then I'm happy. Explaining it at the end, like the, that's the post credits. It's just him explaining everything just just happened. Yeah. Do you Is think? It? Do you think this is like a change of course for him? Like, no. Do no, we, fuck no. Do we, this is a paycheck. Yeah. This is a paycheck. You don't give a shit about this. Is this the like uh, no, no it's like analog to our other episodes that we're going to be watching? Um, like Batman Returns. Um, not Batman Returns. Batman Forever. Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. Uh, Did it for his kids, right? So yeah, do you think- I, I don't know. My opinion, I, th- I think it's just a job. I think he's a job in actor and it's a job. It's just, you know what I mean? I don't think he's, mm. that, he's put that much thought into it, really. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, and same with all of them. The same with like Halle Berry knows this isn't going to like relaunch her career in the hall or whatever. She just goes, yeah, fine. Just, yeah, I'm available. Why not? Like, she doesn't have to like the last thing, last big thing she was in was no one's John- called for a while. So yeah, well, she was uh... in John Wick three, which she was great in. To be fair, um, but like this one requires a hell of a lot less work in terms of like learning all your own stunts and stuff. Um, I basically just have to sit in a chair and look serious for a bit um, <laughs> for the vast majority of it. So yeah, yeah, all right, fine. It's, it's easy day's work. Patrick Wilson's like, yeah, fine. Um, he's in, like, do I have to get in shape? Well, I'm I'm in good shape because of Aquaman anyway. So yeah, all right, I'm I'm in that sort of action yeah. hero mode at the moment. I may as well do another one while, while I'm there. Um, this is going to be. I'm going to look up how much they got paid. Yeah, um, and then John Bradley just is just happy to be there, and he he's I'm in a big Hollywood movie. Listen, he's he's a top. He's a headline. Uh, Patrick Wilson. That's his name, isn't it? Yeah, Patrick Wilson. Moonfall, yeah, Night Owl. Oh, you know they would have been like giving like a um. Is Moonfall a spoof? No, it's Brilliant. not. Somehow, inexplicably, uh, <laughs> the film was far too self-important to qualify as a proper spoof, but also far too ridiculous to take remotely seriously. Yeah, but- <laughs> worst of all, it just isn't much fun. Yeah, that, that, right on GameSpot. That's the thing that um, got me about. I remember when we first saw the trailer or whatever, it was like the first thing that, that sprung to mind for me was the um, Tug Speedman um, series. What was it called? Scorcher. Yeah. Scorcher 7. A global meltdown. And when everything turns to ice, it's like, here we go again. <laughs> again. And he has like two like twin babies <laughs> in his pouch whilst, and two machine guns. The yeah. one man who made a difference uh... six more times makes a difference again. <laughs> Um, but no, they so, did it for real. They were serious, um, which is fucking crazy. But there you go. Harold Closer. Yeah, he's the writer. Yeah, he's also does the music yeah. and is a producer. Yep, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no one knows who wrote the screenplay because no one did. A fucking a child with a crayon. Like there isn't, um, there isn't a fucking screenplay. Screenplay. Get out of here. The moon snuck up on people. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't find no. that much. Um, anyway, whatever it was, it wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I, I know I've been really distracted. I just, I didn't not have fun with this film, but I immediately got home. And about that. half an hour later, my girlfriend came in and said, you know, we went to see a film earlier. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we did. No, I know what you mean. I've watched stuff since then, and I've just almost completely forgotten about it. It's yeah. Oh my god! Right. So I think I found it. Mm-hmm. It's on a website called Showbiz Galore, which I'm sure is Legitimate. perfectly accurate. Halle Berry, Jacinda, Joe, Fowler, because they had to white up her name for it to go in this film, apparently, which is awful. Um, $10 million. Fuck. Patrick Wilson. Yep. $1.5 million. $1.5? Yep. Ah, dude. John Bradley is KC Houseman. Yeah, I don't know, it's KC, it's spelled KC, isn't it? Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they don't tell you what it means, do they? No. Do they? No, but just the idea of a British man having a name like that is laughable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see if we can find out what this stands for. I'll make you uh, no, it's that. just KC. Uh, uh, he got $400,000. Oh, I bet he was laughing. Oh, he's, but, but he's so happy. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> Michael Pena, $250,000. Huh? Okay, fair yeah. play. Well, he was in it a lot less. Yeah, I know. I know, but he's, he's a much bigger name than John Bradley is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I suppose John yeah, Bradley he's, like, he's all over the he's trailers. He's got his name above the door. Yeah, he's all over the trailers and stuff, and he's a big deal, isn't it? Like, part, mm. as part of the movie, you know that he's in it. Like, I didn't, like, Michael Pena, I don't think we, I knew he was in it until I saw him in the movie, really. Um, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. I did. Yeah, I didn't know he was until. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and then Charlie Plummer, uh, uh, the, the sunny, sunny son, yeah. young man. Uh, he got one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Kelly, you got one hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. Donald Sutherland was in it for all of about ten or fifteen seconds. One hundred and ten thousand dollars. Fuck me! Can you imagine if that's that's, that's got to be like. Your that's the easiest days. Dollars per second rate. That's insane. Hundreds. <laughs> oh. We should do this more often, actually. Look up how much people can pay for the things. <laughs> mm. I think we should. Just because it's just... Fact, it's, it's, it's definitely something we should do for the next movie, actually. Thinking about it. What's the next one? <laughs> uh, Batman Forever. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got Although, the uh, yeah. Uncharted. Well, yeah, Uncharted as well. So we'll do Uncharted, but between that, we are continuing our Batman rewatch. Um, but anyway, I, is there anything left to say on Moonfall? No. No. I think we've exhausted no. that pretty much, haven't we? Yep. Um, so, yeah, big old stupid movie, but that's exactly what we expected. Um, and, yeah, it was good, it was good fun. Uh, but just, yeah, don't. It's, it's When it comes on streaming, maybe give it a watch with a couple of beers um, and it will be good don't. fun. Don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. But, but, but I'm not in a very I, forgiving mood with yeah, it. But Tom, today, but... Yeah, but Tom, how else are they going to get the sequel made? Because he's got two sequels planned. This is the start beginning of the Moonfall trilogy. Oh, um, yeah, I love that they do the little teaser at the end of the movie, and it's been speculated that he's basically trying to do what he did at the end of Independence Day two. Oh, this time we're going to take the fight to them. We're going to take the fight to them. So that at the end of this one is like. John Bradley, spoilers, John Bradley um, sacrifices himself very nobly. Yeah. Um, but then he gets reconstructed as an AI or something as part of the ship. And he's talking to the, the operating sister of the ship, which can make itself look like any of the <laughs> actors they happen to have on set that day, which is convenient. Um, so, so, in the, so in this instance, it's his mum 
And she says, right, we've got a lot of work to do because the idea is now the, the world's completely fucked. The moon looks completely different. And now the moon has like Saturn rings around it somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't understand what the logic behind that is, but it looks cool. Um, <laughs> and the, she goes, we've got a lot of work to do. And he goes, what do you mean? <sighs> Directed by Roland Emmerich. And then the credits roll. That's it. So the idea is that like they're going to like repair the earth or I don't know, or fuck knows what his idea for the second one would be, but it will never get made. So let's not worry about it. Unless, unless by some miracle, this does massive in China. Um, it's a similar thing. Cause the other one that it reminds me of in terms of the China element of it is uh, the Meg. Mm. The Meg was, went really heavy on the China stuff. Um, but th- yeah. in that instance, but that was like it, half the cast, though. Yeah, and literally was set in China, and it was all about the China. Like the big, a lot of the big sequences, like on the beach, were in you know a Chinese beach. And look how amazing it and fun it is in China. Look, look at all these good women in their bikinis. Yeah, that, well, yeah, we're great in China. Come, come to China. Um, <laughs> but that worked because they made by moved, the Chinese tourism. Yeah, board. because that, but that made enough money that they've now greenlit, and the Meg Two is happening. So. Fair enough. If you do, if you go, if you're willing to completely sell your soul to the Chinese market in order, to, then you can get shit done. Um, but you didn't go hard enough on that on this one, I don't think. Um, and particularly as people aren't prepared to go to the cinema at the moment, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, sorry, Roland, um, but not really. Yeah, I'm not sorry. No. Um, but yes. Listen, you're the man who uh, tried to make an Independence Day sequel without Will Smith. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> God, I, we watched that. That was pre-podcast, wasn't it? That we watched yeah, that. Yeah, we did. That hurt. That was that was painful. But then they brought back Brent Spiner, didn't they? Brent Spiner was in it. Um, fucking, what's his name? Um, Scott Jeff, Eastwood? Jeff Goldblum. No, Jeff Goldblum was in it. Um, yeah. And so was uh, Bill Paxton. Like, literally the whole cast returned apart from Will Smith. And then yeah. he had some, some Will Smith's son was in it, and he had like there was a picture of him as like your dad was one of the bravest we ever knew. And he uh, flew yeah. one of the, the alien spaceships where they tried to like retrofit all the alien technology. And he was on one of the first test flights we ever flew out there, and it blew up. And now he's dead. <laughs> he went out like a punk. He went out like a punk. He just stood there and let all those bombs hit him, and everyone was very yeah. sad about it for a bit. Yeah, your dad was a total mug. I can't believe he, he let us do that. What an idiot. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not that sorry, but he was a what a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, right, we've got to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite late. It is quite late. Right. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We are still here. We're still going. We've got a lot of shit going on at the moment. Um, but we are still yeah. getting through these and there is st- stuff starting to come out now. Uh, we're getting into um, the, you know, the season and things are starting to come. Um, so we've got this Moonfall is the first movie of the year, big movie of the year, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, and then now we've got Uncharted is out. So we're going to go and catch that when we get a chance. Uh, and we're going to continue and start putting out our Batman brand rewatch. Um, because it's not long now. Um, it's literally a couple of weeks before the Batman. Yeah, it's um, very, it's really close. So I keep we forgetting. Need to get, a, get moving. Uh, we've got our Tim Burton ones in the can, but we need to get going and have a look at the others, um, particularly the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, but also, before we get yeah. to there, we've got to do the Schumachers. Um, so, hey, listen, I'm halfway through the Schumachers. Are you, have you watched Forever already? Uh, I have. Oh, well, jealous. I've watched the first half of forever yeah. for some reason sky uh doesn't there are other services available um 
Sky doesn't want me to download it. Like every time I go to download it, it gets to like halfway through, and then it's like, nah, that's enough. We we don't want you to see all of it. No, you don't need to see the whole thing. Just just it, yeah. I think does it get to the point where um, what's his name, Chris O'Donnell? It's boiling acid. Oh no, not my glasses. It's no, it's acid that gets thrown at um. Two face, but it it's protect them. It will burn his face off, but not the Manila folder that he holds up. Yeah, that's that's the logic of that movie. I, yeah, I can't wait actually to talk about Batman forever. Hey, listen, <laughs> you know, Breaking Bad taught me anything is that not all materials are the same. Some things that me- melt flesh might not melt plastic, and yeah, yeah. maybe maybe things that melt flesh don't melt Manila folders. Apparently not. Um, but yeah, we don't um, affect paper that. in any way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll get into a very silly Batman movie. Um, uh, two of them, in fact, um, on the next one, and we'll also watch um, Uncharted and see if it can finally break the video game curse. Um, I'm not particularly hopeful, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just we'll yeah. see. I still just get the, the Tom Holland as Nathan Drake just, just doesn't work for me. Um, I'm I'm prepared to be proven wrong because I do think he's he's really good. Um, but I just feel that like he's just horribly miscast. Yeah. But anyway, right. Thanks for listening, um, guys. We'll um, yeah. we'll see you on the next one. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Don't watch the film. My ex-wife is up there and she's never let me down. Give me the present on the line. We're going to nuke the moon. Nope. <laughs> I'm just, a good dad. But just, by God, i got to prove she, otherwise. I can't believe it. She just goes, yeah. You guys go with your nuke. Who said anything about nukes? I'm like, we knew that. Like, She knows just as well as I do that this is the point <laughs> in the movie where you start talking about nukes. Even if you haven't said it yet, we all know that's where you go in. She's seen one of these before. It's like it's almost like, like I'd love it if they did like a scream esque one of these, where it's like they're aware that they're in a disaster movie and they know what the tropes are. Yeah, like don't never say get the president on the line. Never say I'll be right back. Never like do you know what I mean? These are the things that you don't do if you want to survive a uh, disaster movie. Like, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Oh god. Man, that's some fucking nonsense. Oh, by the way, I'm just looking at the uh, salaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now hate Vin Diesel even more. Because well, of the amount of money he makes. No, because of how much more he gets paid than anyone else in that film. Really? Mm-hmm. I've seen so, who's, who's joining the, the um, La Familia next time. No. Okay. Jason, Jason Momoa. Brilliant. He's coming in uh, fast 10. I would love well, he's it. got to pay for that divorce somehow, I think. So. I would love it, right? If I'm pretty sure he's going to make that of Aquaman too, to be fair. I think that that will see him right, um, but I would love it if he plays Hobbs. Oh, God. can you imagine if they just recast and say this is Hobbs now, <laughs> and just don't say anything about it? Just and then have him be like a high fiving bro of yeah. Vin Diesel. Yeah. Listen, Vin. <laughs> Listen, Torello. You've always been like a like a brother to me. You've always been like a big brother to big me. Brother I've always to looked me. up and respected I've always, you. I've always respected you. I've always just the reason I'm like this with you is because I love you. <laughs> you try to always have. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you.